You're listening to Pack Dynamics, a Fandom on the Rocks podcast. Hello, welcome back to Pack Dynamics, a Fandom on the Rocks podcast. I am Emily. And I'm Allison. And I don't know why I had so many pauses between my name. That was weird, but here we are. How are you doing? Doing okay. Doing okay. Autumn has started here in Norway. The leaves are just starting to change. It's a little crisper in the air. I had somebody order a pumpkin spice latte a couple days ago. Yes. So, you know, autumn is beginning. Nature is healing. And I went to the gym today. Ooh. Mm. I know. It's very exciting. Did errands, bought curtains. It's been a whole day. Wow. I know. I just got up. So that's how time works on this okay. planet. I've had like 10 extra hours that Emily hasn't had today. Yeah. So we're good. That's so fucked up. I hate that about... I know. I, every time I think about time zones, I lose a couple brain cells because I'm like, but it's the same planet, but you've had a whole day and I have just yanked ass out of bed. And I think today has been a little extra strange because all day long, I thought that it was the 1st of September. Oh, well, all day long, enough. I I thought that it was the 1st of September, and I don't know when this is actually going to go live because, as our beloved listeners know, we won't post these until after the, the SAG-AFTRA and hopefully WGA strikes are over. Mm-hmm. But it is currently the 2nd of September, and I thought I spent all day thinking it was the 1st. And I was like, is rent, like, has my rent money gone through? Like, is everything happening? And my beloved fella is like, no, that was yesterday. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean that was yesterday? Yeah. Which explains all of the Heather's musical references I was seeing on TikTok yesterday. And I was like, huh, September 1st. Like, that's that's not till tomorrow. <laughs> so yes. my whole understanding of time is just not – it's not happening right now. <laughs> well, isn't it also the train to Hogwarts? Yeah, that was the 1st of September, right? Yeah. Yeah. Busy day, September yeah, 1st. Sure is. I had to work on <laughs> – so I didn't get my ticket to Hogwarts. I didn't have to work, but I did have to go to school and it kicked my butt. Oh, yeah. Yes, eventually we'll be doing these podcasts in Norwegian. And won't that be interesting? (laughs) I think one of these days what will just end up happening is I'll have enough vocabulary words to start going into Norwegian, like just on the pod, just because I can. But today is not one of them. You'll do that. I'll bust out some Duolingo German. I will teach you and y'all a word today. Oh. So it's a noun and it's two parts. So oh, we're going to start with the article N. N. And the word word is Ulv. U L V. Ulv. Ulv. N Ulv. N Ulv. A wolf. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And Hooray. it's a, it's a <laughs> nice <laughs> word. We're going to have Norwegian corner every episode. <laughs> You could do it. You would just spell it with way different letters. Amazing. Pretty great. I have not learned wolf in German yet, but I bet I could Google it real quick. And you would have to be able to pronounce it because I cannot. Oh, sorry. It's. I think it's just der Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> wolf. Wolf. Der Wolf. Yeah. Well, fuck that. That's less interesting. En Ulv. En Ulv. A en- wolf. En ulv. So like if you go to a thing and it says like ulv, it's like wolf. Amazing. But yeah, so it's a wolf is en ulv. And then ulven, if you like tack that article on the back, is a declarative. So it's the wolf. Mm. So in whatever I have to pick a last name for video games, it's always Ulven. Oh, all right. It sounds fun. It looks nice. I know what it means. I like it. But 
luckily, many video games don't make me pick out last names. That's nice. <laughs> it's very helpful for them. I'm terrible at picking names for things, so I wouldn't be able to do that on a video game. Yeah. It would just be the same name over and over. It is, but now they're getting fancy and they want you to pick last names. And I'm like, I didn't sign up for this. Got to pick your class. You got to pick your armor. And now I got to pick names. I got to pick from like 800 different t-shirts. Not doing I don't want to pick between that many t-shirts. It's rude of them. That's super rude of them. Well, should we go back to school? <sighs> we should go back to school in the worst lighting of the yeah. whole season. <laughs> yeah, this was pretty terrible. So this is season one, episode seven, Night School, which is a this is kind of a funny name for it an episode. Yeah. It is trapped in the high school at night. Scott and his friends grow suspicious of each other as they face the threat of attack from a powerful werewolf trying to get in. And this aired July 11th, 2011. This is basically part two of the previous episode. This picks up literally where we left off. Yeah, literally. Yeah. The lighting here was not great. I watched this, this, wow, during the day and maybe saw 70% of what was happening on screen. Maybe. Like, I understand the filmmaking need to make things dark and spooky and whatever, mm -hmm. but it's a very like, what was that Game of Thrones episode? The Long Night? Oh. The Battle of Winterfell, whatever that episode was. Yes. Yes. Where all you could see were little pinpricks of fire. Oh, <laughs> like, don't, talk, don't talk to me. <laughs> Just like squinting at the screen, like, I think they're fighting. Or maybe they're just losing. I don't know. Yes. But that's the same vibe. Like, I need some light just because it's dark, like, it's nighttime. It's nighttime in real life. I am a TV viewer mm -hmm. <laughs> and need to see things. So not only was the did the lighting, like, feel low and dramatic, but they also put, like, that damn blue filter over everything. Like, yeah. Friends. <laughs> So Friends. The, the way Twilight has a very specific blue filter yeah. over it, so does Teen Wolf. Yeah. Although it does get suspiciously more pronounced because I think, what is it, season, I think it, season four is the sepia filter. Yes. And then I think it it's like season color. six that they get like a green filter on like a lot of it. Oh, do they? I haven't seen it yet. So it's Yeah, it's pretty weird. But like, y'all, stop using the filters. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, there's color correction for every piece of film, but like, goddamn. <laughs> it's rough. Are Derek's eyes even blue or is it just a filter? Come on. I didn't realize that, you know, werewolves turn into Smurfs at night. It's bad. And there's always been, a and this is, I mean, the discussion has gotten worse, but there's been discussions happening for like a decade now about why movies have gotten so dark. And I don't know the answer because I'm not a filmmaker. You should ask the Viking back there about this. But it's bad. It's bad. I don't know if it's partly to do with the switch between film and digital and a reliance on CGI over actual physical things or whatever the fuck it is. I haven't done a deep dive into it because I'm not a filmmaker uh, in that regard. But it's bad, and you've got to stop doing that. People have like pounded this discussion into the dirt. I'm sure you can go find 60,000 YouTube explainer videos about why films have gotten so dark recently. So go do that. Someone more knowledgeable about this will tell you what happened. But stop it. Part Please of it, I think, 
someone has said that it has to do with the settings on your TV, which I think is a cop-out. Because, like, films in the theater are also dark. Yeah. Except for the Barbie movie, which was fully visible the whole it was time. So well, it was so well lit. <laughs> I could see everything that was happening in the Barbie movie. It was so well lit. But yeah. Yeah. This episode, this is one that I don't remember all that well. And I think I don't remember it all that well because I can't see so much of it. Because you couldn't see it. Like yeah. in so many episodes before this, you know, Styles is making faces and Scott's making faces and Lydia's making faces and like whatever. And here, they're in the same position making the same faces. But if they're mm-hmm. not in the window light, as a casual viewer, I would miss it. Yeah. And also, to be fair, this movie, this movie, this episode is 41 minutes long and 70% of it is the same thing happening over and over again. Over and over again. So, like, there's maybe 15 minutes of stuff happening just like repetitively, which why this episode happened, I'm not sure. Is it kind of like the script went long on Heart Monitor and they just needed to expand it into night school, but it wasn't, they couldn't add it into the next episode? Like, you know, like, why is this? Is it because they wanted to do a bottle episode and they thought it'd be fun to keep the kids trapped in the school for a whole episode? I don't know. I don't know. They set up a couple of things in this episode that don't ever come to pass. Mm -hmm. And I think I would feel less fuzzy about it if any of those things came to pass. Sure. Like, is Deaton the alpha? Is Derek dead? Does Jackson leave Lydia for Allison? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh my god, I totally forgot that happened in this episode. Like, does Allison leave Scott forever and like she gets a villain turn? Like, if any of these things had any weight at all, I would look more fondly on this episode. But none of them do. Spoiler alert. And like the only things in this episode that I can remember, I'll look back through my notes, that actually have some weight is an establishment of Scott's relationship with the Alpha and does explain some of the pack dynamics, the things that the Howls do to Scott, the things that werewolfiness can kind of transmit from werewolf to werewolf or werewolf Mm -hmm. afflicted adjacent people Mm -hmm. (laughs) werewolf adjacent werewolf adjacent werewolf afflicted yeah like there are a couple of things in here kind of scattered around and there are some things in here that are scattered around that i don't know if we're scattered around on purpose there's one in particular with lydia that i'm like did you do that on purpose Mm -hmm. but i don't think they did So generally, this is just like a genre shift into horror, just leaning in a little bit for funsies. But in episode eight, we launch right back out of it. it, It's fine. It doesn't, the whole thing kind of feels like it doesn't matter. And it kind of would have been fun if this were like in October and it was a Halloween themed episode and the whole school were done up in Halloween props and gear. And it was just a fully immersed themed Halloween episode, right? And just leaning fully into it. Yeah kind of exists in its own it doesn't you know how sometimes tv shows especially 22 episode shows will just have a one-off holiday themed episode and you're like absolutely and that was fun and then you go away from it yeah this kind of could have been that if it wasn't in the middle of july yeah but this is when the the show aired but it it did kind of have that vibe for me of fully horror there were some cool horror shots like with the janitor and that was kind of an interesting 
tone. Mm-hmm. But since the show doesn't stick with that, you do kind of get that whiplash, the tonal whiplash. The tonal whiplash because nothing else in this episode carried over. The visual style was different. Mm -hmm. The tone was different. Even the behaviors of the characters were different. Right. Because Styles' sass master goes up another couple of levels. Scott starts making active decisions, which he then falls out of and then falls back into later in season two. Like this was really this feels like a like a beta testing guide. It feels like a spec script almost. Mm, mm-hmm. And like I'm not mad about it. It works in the middle of the season. I wish the things it set up it carried through. Yeah, I can also see that if you were a casual viewer and you caught this episode, you wouldn't have the flavor of the show. No, absolutely not. This is a very off flavor mm-hmm. from the rest of the show. Yep, and maybe that's good, but I don't know that it would convince a casual viewer to keep watching. Maybe, maybe someone would like this and be like, yes, horror show, got you. And then you see the next one, you're like, "Mm, no. Yeah. And I think that's just the thing is that this one is so starkly different from other things. Yeah. I'm like, I like horror stuff, but you know, this is into it. We're into it. We're into it. I mean, yeah, they, this literally picks up right where it left off with Scott and Styles trying to like keep the doors closed from the alpha, the school doors closed. I do always have questions about the power of the alpha because I'm like, why didn't he just pull the doors open? Like, yeah. These, these two boys can hold doors closed. Can he just rip it open? Because those bolt cutters are like not going to keep those doors closed. No. Derek's body is like gone too. Or am I crazy? Well, they didn't really show it to us in the last episode, I don't think. Like, yeah, I just didn't know where it was. Like, where did he get st- – he felt like he got stabbed, like, right by the cars, he right? He did, and then I think he got thrown. Oh, okay. I think. I think they I just didn't want to pay Tyler Hecklin for the episode. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, so none of that has happened. They're just – the kids are scared, and they're running inside. I do really appreciate that Scott refuses to believe that Derek is dead. Scott refuses. This is not the first time that Derek tries to die. And Scott's like, he's not dead. And then he, Derek tries to die. And Scott's like, he's dead. He's dead. I killed him. It's like, nope, (laughs) nope, nope. You got this. You guys are bonded. It's fine. And like I mentioned earlier, Styles' sass master gets cranked up in this episode. Mm -hmm. Is this where we start kind of seeing Styles' humor as a defense mechanism? Like, is that a whole thing? I don't know. But they're hiding in this classroom and they're talking about, yeah, we'll get out to the cars and we'll drive away. And then Styles' car battery comes like flying through the window. Yeah, I did like that. (laughs) Sounds like someone was listening. That feels like knowing who the alpha is, it does feel like a very appropriate move. Yes, it was very taunting to be like, oh, you're going to take the car? Your move, pumpkin. Yeah. Especially because everyone knows how much he loves his car. He loves his car. And then Styles gets worried about the Alpha killing his dad. Once again, kind of like showing that key weakness in Styles. Mm-hmm. And their plan is hotwire Derek's car, steal his corpse, and escape. Yes. I love that they're not going to leave him behind, though. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. They are lo- kind of like, though, fuck Deaton. We think he's the Alpha. Bye. Bye. We're not going to look for his body because we're pretty sure he's the Alpha, but goodbye. Bye. But we, will, we will take Derek, who we also think is maybe dangerous, but Bye. Can't, leave, can't leave that 200-pound hunk behind. So a little, I'm going to rewind and tell a backstory, and then I'm going to fast forward all the way here. So I went to this little bitty high school, but we were out in kind of the middle of our woods here in, well, in the city that I grew up in. 
And so we had a bunch of windows and a bunch of sun and a bunch of like natural light. And it wasn't until I was older and started going to more traditional college campuses and doing like workshops and other things at sort of more traditional high schools Mm. that I realized how dark they were and how many windows they like did or did not have. <laughs> there are so many windows in this high school. <laughs> the, like there's so many walls of windows, so many walls of windows. Was this normal for you? How many windows did you have in high school? Okay. I feel like we had a lot of windows. I'm, okay. So my high school was freshly built my year. Mm. So it was it was a brand new building built in 2000. Okay, not that many windows. The front, like, entrance foyer was, like, very tall glass front door kind of a situation. Like, when you first walk in, there's a lot of glass. But, like, the classrooms themselves? No. But that's also, like, a safety hazard for things that happen in the United States. Yeah. So, no. The cafeteria, actually, I would say, had the most windows. The cafeteria was like a two-story open atrium, right? Like, because the school was two stories and then the cafeteria was open all the way up, right? Like, open air to the through, you know? Not like two levels of cafeteria, but Very High School Musical of you. I don't, I know the reference, but I don't understand it because I've never seen it. Just trust me when I tell you it's Very (laughs) High School Musical of you. Okay, but the one- side of the cafeteria was all glass looking out towards like field like football field shit yeah but no like the classrooms did not they they wouldn't want you to see freedom (laughs) get distracted by a thing yeah you you don't want to be looking out onto the world where you might daydream of better things there are windows but not like floor to ceiling fucking windows who's gonna clean those there's so many windows in this high school it is a lot and so what do the boys talk about? Let's go somewhere where there aren't so many windows, the locker room, because nothing bad has ever happened in the locker room. Yeah. <sighs> Deep sigh. I know. They also seem to have like a crazy knowledge of the school. Yes. <laughs> I mean, again, my high school felt very, you just walk down the hallway and then there were like pods, you know, you Mm-hmm. You could you walk down, you would take a right into, let's say, like the science wing, and you could just walk through and around and come out the other side, like a little pod, right? Gotcha. But I don't know that you could go up a staircase and then come out another, like, where the fuck are they going? What kind of passages are in this fucking building? It's, I don't it's know. I didn't power. spend that much time exploring my high school because I did not give a shit. <sighs> it's totally fair. I really, really loved Styles desperately trying to hide in the locker room by folding himself into a locker and Scott being a bestie follows suit. Yep. <laughs> and for those of our listeners who have seen Teen Wolf before, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe we'll see these scenes reemerge in season 3B. It's a like I was watching Styles like shut himself in the locker and like that scene of Scott looking out through the like through the lights and I'm like, I've seen this before. <laughs> Hold on a second. And then they get found by a spooky, spooky, spooky noise. It's the night janitor. Dun, dun. Pour one out for the night janitor. Pour one out for the night janitor because he kicks Scott and Styles out of the locker room and shuts the door and then gets wrecked. Immediately dies. Immediately. Like just disemboweled. Immediately. Yeah, I felt bad for this, bro. He's out there just doing his job. He probably doesn't even like it that much. And just gets wrecked. And so, like the Stalinskis, 
I have a lot of questions about who is this guy and how is he connected? Is he connected to all the other murders? <laughs> God, I'm sounding like a horse over here. It's my curiosity pony escaping. <laughs> my curiosity pony. So we move from Scott and Styles to the scary school to Allison being like, where? Where is Scott? He's not usually this late. I know. <sighs> what has happened? And was it so it's Jackson who calls, right? Mm-hmm. Is that She's weird not- to you that it's not Lydia who calls? You know, it is a little weird, but it okay. continues the theme from last episode, which is that Jackson, for reasons, is trying to get a little closer to Allison. In some ways, Allison may be better for Jackson than Lydia. Yes. But Lydia is better for Allison than Jackson. Correct. So together, the three of them. And Allison has two hands. So they're all good. (laughs) So Allison has two hands. Just let Mm -hmm. it happen. Just roll with it, my dudes. Yeah. But as, as Jackson and Lydia come to pick up Allison, Allison receives a text message from whom? Scott telling her to meet him at the school. Urgent. And they do with no one like calling back and being like, what up, bro? Like, what's the problem? Why on earth would we do that? That seems dumb. You do have to remember that teenagers are dumb, though. Yeah. So there, there is that. So there's a lot of excellent styles-isms here. I'm not dying here. I'm not dying at school. Yeah, I feel and that, dude. A psychotic werewolf who's into teamwork. That's beautiful. There were some pretty good lines in this episode. I will give them credit for that. Incredible. Like, the plot writing on this bottle episode, really kind of more of a writing challenge. But the one-liners, bucket woof. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Kill what do you, it's later though where he's like kill it hurt it inflict mental anguish on it. Yeah. Yeah, the Scott and Styles are like trying to are they trying to get out of a classroom or getting in some or out of the building but the alpha has like pushed a dumpster up against the doors to block them in cuz he's a thinking werewolf. He says you're going to stay right right where I want you. Yeah. And they're having this little discussion about, like, why does the alpha want Scott? And it's because wolves are stronger in a pack, which I think we've heard a couple times now. Mm-hmm. We have. That this idea of of the pack giving strength to a, a wolf. Yeah. This particular alpha is not very good at communicating his wants or needs. No. You should maybe work on that for the next round of pack initiation processes. True facts. Because scaring people to death and, and murdering strangers is like not working for no. him. Mm-mm. Speaking of pack initiation rituals, Jackson and Allison and Lydia pull up in front of the school and Jackson and Allison are outside talking about like, I'm going to go into the school and it'll just be a few minutes. I'll just go see what Scott wants. It does not slip past me that Jackson and Allison are both clad in the official hail pack leather jacket. Oh, yes. They're yes. both wearing black leather. And I was like, ayo. So much of me is like annoyed by spoilers maybe i don't know annoyed that like the hail pack is not the focus of teen wolf and i know it's not supposed to be but like i always think about the path of the show if everyone had joined a hail pack like if they were just all part of the same team yes yes like imagine what they could have accomplished together and the things that they could have learned from each other and taught each other. And yes. ugh, 
Exactly. And like, I get it mostly because like how boring would that have been for a show? Probably like that's a fic, right? That's the, that's the fun, savvy one conflict, hundred K word fic that you want to read. Right. Yeah. Great. Probably not great for a five season show. However, it's what I wanted. But at the moment, what I get to watch is, you know, talking about fic, I get to watch Jackson and Allison very politely flirting and Lydia looking on being less than pleased. Yeah, that was Lydia, honey darling, you have two hands. Yeah, yeah, I know. So weird. You have two hands. Just, it's okay. Do you think this was like the writers testing the waters on like, like an on-screen chemistry test of being Mm -hmm. like, let's just see what this feels like. Yeah. Absolutely, because they're definitely testing out who's good where. Mm -hmm. Because I think here in the not horribly distant future, we're going to get, as Lydia and Jackson sort of pull away from each other, we're going to get Jackson towards Allison and Scott and Lydia kind of circling each other. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they're doing testing and kind of seeing what's going on. And I'm going to call it a problem for the sake of this conversation, but in no way is it a problem. The problem we run into with Teen Wolf is that so many of the actors all have chemistry with each other. Right. Which is why the fandom is like, yeah, go to town. Yeah. Have fun. Just shake it up. Let it ride. Enjoy. Because, you know, I'm going to pick on Jackson here because I can and I can't forever. You know, Jackson with Lydia. Amazing. Jackson with Allison. Incredible. Jackson and Styles. Awesome. Jackson and Scott. Yes, please. Jackson and Derek. Let's go. Just like shake it up and it doesn't matter. Yeah. They're all, they all are interesting. They're all, they all play off of each other in different ways. They all have different strengths and weaknesses. Like it's great because these characters, while they're not as well developed in season one as they will be by like the end of season two, have individual strengths and weaknesses and character. Mm-hmm. which makes them dynamic and the actors all seem to have a little bit of chemistry. And I love that. That's yeah. great for us. It is great. It's great for the fandom, especially, you know, I don't, I never deep dove into the Teen Wolf fandom as a heavy participant, more of like a polite side character. Maybe it was an age thing. I'm not sure. But like when you have a fandom that can appreciate multi-shipping and just like letting everyone enjoy their thing without getting gatekeepy about it. It makes for just a much healthier atmosphere. Yeah, for sure. So do that, people. Yeah, please. Just let people fucking live. If you were in the Teen Wolf fandom during the airing of these things, and especially if you can talk about the way that Scott has been treated in fandom, Mm. I really want to talk to somebody about how Scott has been treated in fandom because fandom has very split views on Scott. Mm. And a lot of it seems to the, the the chatter around the chatter is that it's about race. Um, uh, uh-huh. And I just like missed all of it. And I'm super, super curious to talk to somebody who was there. Sure. Um, so if that's you, please come talk to us. And second, I want to talk to somebody who saw the rise of Steric as queer baiting mm. on like the scale that it got to. Yeah. I really would, if you were there, if you were there, you were there when the magic was written, Um, I I would love to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 
So let's see. My the next chunk of my notes as we get in continue into the episode, there's a little bit of flashback and a little bit of flash forward. So you know, Styles is trying to be clever with his misdirection, and the Dalpha is unhappy about being fooled. And Scott and Styles are desperately trying to run for their lives. And Jackson's like, "I'm just going to go with Lydia, or I'm going to go with Allison." And Lydia looks at him dead faced and says, "Do not leave me alone in the car." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Huh? Why doesn't Lydia want to be left alone in the car?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, because let's remember what happened the last time Jackson left Lydia alone in the car." Yep. Outside of the fake blockbuster with the very scary alpha monster. Yes. I wonder how much they're starting to think that weird shit is real. Yeah. Like really, really think weird shit is real. And I, not to, I don't know, not to shit on anyone's parade, but like how much is real in the world, right? Like what would it take for you to be like, oh, look, a monster is fucking real. Yeah. Is it a couple of weird sightings at a blockbuster to be like, that is definitely not a mountain lion. That was yeah. a fucking werewolf. And that turns was out a- they're fucking real. Yeah. Because each of the five of them, Scott Styles, Allison, Lydia, and Jackson, are all kind of having their own parallel journeys to like the things that go bump in the night. Mm-hmm. And they're all going to get to the same answer eventually. But it's about watching because Scott is there. Scott is a monster of the night and we love him and he is trying his best. Styles is not a monster of the night, but he is well aware that they exist and is in on the on the thing. But Allison, Lydia and Jackson are all being given hints at things and they've each had their own experiences and they've each seen a little something and they're all they mm-hmm. all have different pieces of the puzzle. Yep. And it's interesting to watch. Yeah. And no one's really like sitting down and having a little chat like, listen, it does seem like monsters are real. (laughs) Like no one's gotten together yet to be like, you guys, what do you think is happening here? Yeah, we're going to have that conversation in season two and I'm going to be mad about it. Mm, We're going to have that conversation with like, hey, you think that maybe we could just like read everybody in? Maybe? Mm. Maybe? Mm -hmm. Maybe? No? No? I mean, there were moments in this episode where I'm like, hey, now's the time. Yeah, 100%. Now is the time. So let's see. At one point, I think they use a fisheye lens, and I made a big note of it because it looked really funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it's really spooky. Like the whole thing is just about spooky shots, feeling spooky. Honk and chonkers climbing around the ceiling. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So eventually we do get everyone in the school together, but it turns out that Scott is not the one who sent the text to Allison. Here's my question. How is the alpha sending text messages? Who sent the text message from Scott's phone? Or is it cloned? Or did they even do that in 2011? I don't know. <laughs> like, so Derek broke Scott's phone in like episode I know, five. Not that long ago. Does he have a new phone? Wasn't it in like the last episode that Scott was like, oh, I'll replace my phone? I'll replace my Because he says it again in this episode. Who is that text from? Well, okay. If he hasn't replaced his phone, wouldn't Allison have been like, this isn't from him? Was it like an email? It was on her like freaking side. I have so yeah. many questions. <laughs> They're not very smart. I have so many questions. Was it Derek? Was it Deaton? Was it the Alpha? Was it somebody else? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. A but, carrier pigeon shows up. 
with a note being like, meet me. Meet me at midnight. (laughs) Sorry, I bring Taylor Swift into everything these days. As you should. So send me a friendship bracelet. I have three things that I'm I that they like plant little seedlings here in this moment. Hit me. Jackson and Lydia have their first kind of like altercation Mm. since Jackson started fighting with Allison. I'm starting to have a problem with all of your functions. (laughs) Yes. When Lydia has to pee and Jackson's like not happening. The second is when Jackson's like looking around in the dark school trying to like there's like there's a scary noise. He like calls out to people and the last person he calls out to is Derek. Have yes. Jackson and Derek been formally introduced? Does Jackson know Derek's name? I don't know. And he's like scratching at the wound on the back of his neck like, huh, I have questions. Maybe he just hears Derek's name in his head because of the wounds. Perhaps. Perhaps. And then finally, speaking of Derek, we find Allison at the Beacon Hills High School pool. I know. I was like, ooh, high pool. Hi, okay, pool. well, no. First, I had I had several thoughts about this. One, I was like, she said, the pools. This fucking school has multiple swimming pools inside. Yeah. How many people go to the school? Why do you need multiple? How big is the school? A million people. A million people at, at Beacon Hills High. What? My school was brand new and didn't even have a pool inside. To be fair, we had a pool next door so i'm sure they didn't build one inside because they were like that's expensive we have a pool that we share because the the city pool the city run pool was like next door so we just used that but still are these rich kids what is this i don't know but yeah multiple pools and then my notes say shout out pools <laughs> shout out pool we'll come back to you, you later <laughs> we will see you later i'll see you later baby <laughs> Hold yeah. my chlorine tab. Hold on. I'll come back to you. But they all get together in the hallway. It's very exciting. Well, because no, because Scott calls Allison. So he has to have a new phone. Sure. <laughs> Sorry. Hold on. It was Styles. Styles called. Styles called. Okay. Didn't send her the text message, but called. I guess. I don't know. And they're all back together. And they lock themselves in a classroom and everyone's feeling feelings. Yeah. And no one is like, listen, this might be the time to tell you. There's a monster. They do say that the janitor is dead, but Lydia is like, this is supposed to be over. Oh, Lydia. Because she has been traumatized by this already. And Scott is just like over in the corner and like he's starting to cry. And I'm just like, I just want to hold you in my arms, baby boy. I know. You're having like the worst day you've had all day. I know. (laughs) Because yesterday was also a bad day and the day before. And I just, he, ugh. There's so much shit about like, oh, he shouldn't do like, he's a werewolf. Like, he's also like a 15-year-old boy. He's also a small (laughs) child. He is a small child and is definitely like trying his best and is being overwhelmed in the face Mm -hmm. of horror and death and demise. Like, and things he doesn't understand. Like, Scott is trying as hard as he can. And I love him for that. Poor kid. I really hated him the first time I watched this. He was so annoying. And now I'm just trying to be like, hold space for Scott McCall. I am. I'm holding space for Scott McCall and I'm finding that it makes him so much more empathetic. Yeah. And I'm able to feel for him and he is trying his best. He is. He is. They do say that it's time to reveal some secrets, except fucking Scott names Derek as the killer the whole time. I get I get why he does this, but I am just like, get Derek's name out your mouth. <laughs> so Don't do him like this. Speaking of teenage boys who are big dumb idiots, I'm trying to follow Styles' line of thought. Mm-hmm. Scott says, 
that Derek is the killer and that Derek killed all those people and that Derek did whatever. And Styles gives him a face of like, you fucker. Mm-hmm. And my notes say, is this because Styles is convinced that it's Deaton and that Scott is wrong? Or is Styles feeling defensive of Derek? I think it depends on how much credit you give the writers, right? Well, or- because right pretty much like a minute after this, he's like, you blamed first off throwing Derek onto the bus nicely done. Mm-hmm. So Styles is on board with blaming this whole thing on Derek. He wants Derek gone. But Dylan's choices as an actor and then the editor's choices in the cuts to put in the scene don't tell the same story. So I am trying to like draw a line Mm -hmm. from Styles' face at Scott blaming Derek and the line, well done throwing it, like good job throwing Derek under the bus. And I can't draw, I can't connect the dots. Yeah, it's, hmm, I don't know. Because I don't either. Yeah, I don't know. Because in the beginning of the episode, Styles was still saying that he thought Deaton was the alpha. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe it's that he's throwing Derek under the... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It didn't connect to me. But maybe my goggles are just on too tight. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, That's I'm my gonna, boyfriend. I'm going to make a lot of choices because my goggles are on too tight and I'm trying to take them off. I'm trying. I think sometimes they're just like plot moments where you, you're like, well, that serves the moment and you just have to let it slide, which is annoying, right? Because you want yeah. everything to fit together neatly and, and it doesn't always. Yeah. And this is Styles' most iconic line from this episode. Jackson, you know, you got to tell your dad, you got to call him. And Style says, no. And Jackson's like, yes. You want to hear it in Spanish? No. <laughs> Sassmaster. The face he makes when he says it, too, is pretty good. A legend. Like, he says one word, but his whole face moves. Yeah. The eyebrows, the nostrils, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Shout out to Dylan O'Brien. Shout out. Great actor. Well done, sir. Well done. So they all kind of decide that the, they're going to call the cops and do some stuff. And so Lydia calls the police and they hang up on her. I know. And that is because someone already called them to give them a tip that someone was going to be prank calling them about shit going on at the high school. How much forethought did the alpha put into this? So much. Damn. Damn. But this is, for me, I guess, looking back through it, this episode is all about Lydia and her, and like the way that she grows and develops as a person. Like, (laughs) it's all about Lydia. But this is the first in a long line of people who do not believe Lydia. Yes. And it makes me very grumpy. Who's the Greek myth? Who was the person? Oh, Cassandra. Cassandra. Yeah. With the prophecy and that nobody believes her. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway, just putting that out there. Just putting that out there. She's Cassandra. She's a little bit Cassandra. And then an altercation occurs because Styles won't call and I'm not watching my egg eaten alive and punches Jackson. He does. <laughs> and Lydia is watching Allison take care of Jackson and like flirting a little bit. And then Jackson gives her like the shit eating grin. And I'm just like, there is so much happening here. There's a lot. Yeah. And again, but like you said before, it's not developed later. No. It's just like, I think they carry it on for like one more episode and then they just drop it entirely. Which, you know, sometimes love triangles are like the worst thing to happen to TV shows. Yeah. But this could have been kind of fun. I don't know. This would have been a square. This would have been a square. You're right. So definitely stronger than a triangle. 
would have been is a square. It? I don't know. I don't know that about geometry. I can't say that. <laughs> I don't want someone coming after me like, well, actually, <laughs> squares are weaker than triangles because they have more points of failure. Like, oh, fuck. I don't, I don't know. But this would have been a square. <laughs> I'm not a builder. <laughs> I'm not a builder. I don't know anything. But speaking of my beloved second-born daughter, Lydia Martin, she decides that today, of all days, she's going to be smart. Yes. They're going to make a Molotov cocktail to go after the alpha. A self-igniting Molotov cocktail. Yeah. And she's mixing this bomb basically with her purse on. <laughs> yes. Bare hands, <laughs> no goggles, purse on. I love her so much. I'm so proud of her. I like that the show can't actually tell you what goes into a Molotov cocktail because of like standards and practices. Yeah. This was one of the places where I got really, really angry about the lighting because there's this whole little scene about, hey, Jackson, can you pass me this acid? And Jackson looks at these bottles and passes her one, but they keep like zooming in on like the focusing on the label. And I cannot read that label. Oh, yeah. And like the mm-hmm. whole thing is like, I don't know what it says. Mm-hmm. Is it sulfuric acid? Is it not sulfuric acid? I don't know. No idea. No idea. But Lydia makes a sulfonated Molotov cocktail because she is positive that Jackson has passed her the right ingredients and let it ride. Yep. Hey, do you want to get sad? Uh, generally. You're a horrible liar and you've been lying all night. Please don't leave us. Scott decides to go out after the creature with the cocktail and Allison begs him not to. Yeah. And I feel a lot of feelings in this moment. I feel a lot of feelings. Listen, somebody had to. Someone had to go out there and take care of business. Unfortunately, actually, this was kind of an... So Scott, I guess, tracks the alpha or barricades him. I don't know. They get into the gym. And this like reverts even more deeply into the horror genre because the janitor is like hanging from the bleachers in the gym, which is not where he died. No. So... The Alpha took time at some point to position the body on the bleachers. Yeah. Somehow knowing that he was going to get trapped here with Scott. Yeah. Just artfully decorating the scene of the crime, (laughs) the upcoming crime that he didn't know was going to happen. But what he wants, what Scott wants from the janitor is to get the keys to escape the building somehow. Because you need keys to get out. You need keys to get out, I guess. I'm sure there were other ways to escape this building, but- the bleachers, which we have seen in at least one horror movie, teen horror movie before, the bleachers start to move like they accordion together as Scott is trying to get the janitor's keys and almost crush him to death. Dun, dun, dun. The Alpha is, of course, watching this happen because he's fucking with them, which I think is funny. Like, he's not just trying to kill them. He's fucking with him. A little, yeah. And really, he's not trying to kill him. He doesn't no. want to kill Scott. No. He does want to fuck with him like pay attention honey yeah little honey boy come on come on then we get a fun intercut with lydia being very worried that scott did not give her the right ingredient and if he didn't it's not going to explode cut to scott throwing the molotov cocktail at the alpha and it just the glass just shatters and nothing happens oops Turns out that Jackson didn't pick up the right bottle because it was too dark in the high school. <laughs> and he, he also could, couldn't see the label. He couldn't read the label. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so 
Scott gets like poor Scott in this moment. Like he put all of his faith in this thing and he just gets very politely wrecked by the alpha, completely downed, and the alpha roars. And in this moment, they're putting little sprinkles on the plot. So who is affected by the roar of the alpha? Scott. And Jackson. And everybody. Lydia. Yep. Lydia puts her hands over her ears. Yep. Gotten like Styles and Allison are like, ah, what is that? But Lydia puts her hands over her ears. Mm-hmm. Was that intentional? Was it written that way? I have a lot of questions. I do too, because I don't know if that was just the actress being like, oh, it's supposed to be a loud sound. Mm. Yeah. And so Scott is just in such unbelievable agony, his whole body is like convulsing and he forces a transformation and it's not, oh my gosh, poor kiddo. And for some reason, the howl of the alpha hurts the wound on Jackson's neck, like takes him to the ground. Yeah. I, I still have, don't understand this. Do you have questions? I have questions. Yeah. Because I, like in this moment, it makes it seem as though, because that was a Derek wound. Yep. Like, how is the alpha roaring affecting Jackson's Derek wound if Derek's not the alpha? Derek said he wasn't the alpha. Wait a second. I don't know. It's so annoying. I have so many questions about this. Yeah. But in this moment, we do get, I think, one of our first little glimpses of Styles and Jackson. I get a little stacks and, hey, what's on the back of your neck? Mm-hmm. Styles trying to be a little inquisitive there. What did you say? Your curiosity pony coming out of the gate? <laughs> <laughs> My little curiosity pony is going out to prouts. Yeah, to, to prance a little bit of the fields. Yep. Although in the previous episode, Jackson smelled like death. And apparently he doesn't today. So yeah, weird. I don't know. What that's Maybe, about. I don't know. Maybe he just dosed up on Axe body spray to hide it. Oh, absolutely. The, the scent of all teenage boys. So Scott and his werewolfiness are just hanging out all over the school. And his practical effects are looking better and better every time. These are yep. looking a little more monstrous today. Mm-hmm. Feeling good. And he goes to the classroom where all of his friends are. Mm-hmm. And he locks them inside and breaks the key. Yep. It, this took me a second to figure out what the fuck he had done. I don't know if I looked away for a minute, but I was like, what? What just happened? So, like, I definitely had to go back and think about this moment again after you fe- after you get the rest of the episode. But I guess, like, I'm watching him do this. I'm like, why are you locking your friends inside? And why is it taking you so long to do it? Like, yeah. what is happening? There was, like, a click. And I was like, did he – is he trying to open the door? Is he – what is – what is going on here? So Allison is not having it. Allison is desperately trying to bang the door open from the other side to get out. And then this is the part of the episode – that got to me, I was like, whose decision was this? While Allison's banging on the door, Lydia tilts her head and goes, do you hear that? Mm-hmm. And there's no sound. And all the characters are all looking around like, no. And Lydia keeps listening. And then the sirens start. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of feelings. But it turns out that it's the police coming to do helpful things. Yay! Not something we often say. No. (laughs) But in this moment, the sheriff's department shows up and does a good thing. 
They don't come in guns blazing, so that helps. No, they come in, you know, trying to cut chains and locks and open the doors. Yeah. Yay! Well, these are white kids, so. Yeah. Predominantly. Predominantly. Yeah. Yeah. The sheriff has arrived. The body of the janitor is gone. Poof. And Scott has used thoughts of Allison to calm his ass down right before the cavalry arrives. Excellent timing. Good control. Timing, good control. That way no one sees him wolfed out. However, absolutely no one believes Scott or anyone that anything has happened. No. Although how are they going to explain the damage done to the school? Maybe it's magic. Maybe it's all fixed. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe she's born with it. Well, he wasn't born with it. He was made. He was true. So there's a lot of angst that happens in this last like minute and a half of screen time. Yeah, there's a lot of nothing for like 30 minutes, and then all of a sudden there's an info dump at the very end. So Scott is like trying to fight with Styles a little bit, and it's he wants me to get rid of my old pack. And Styles figures out the Alpha doesn't want to kill us. And Scott goes, Yeah, it wants me to do it. Mm-hmm. That's a leap for Styles to make, I thought. I agree. It is a leap for Styles to make. But he's leapt before and has landed, so he's just shooting blanks and saying what sticks. And shall leap again. So one of the things I do want to give them credit for is they take this concept and they bring it forward. So just like the concept that werewolf or especially an alpha is stronger with a pack, Mm -hmm. there is a theme that an alpha or a leader of a pack can become stronger and absorb the power of their pack mates by killing them. This is a theme that comes back around in season three. Mm -hmm. So they paid attention to their own writing and brought it back. Yes. The interesting thing here is that the story, the mystical magical powers that be are treating Scott like an alpha of his own pack already. Yes. He is the protagonist. He is the leader. He is the alpha of his own little pack of friends. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good job, writers. <laughs> you did something. Yay. Yeah. And Scott does admit that he felt the urge to kill them when he was forced to shift by the Alpha. Which is, I think, the information that I wish I had had when Scott was trying to lock them in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Because that was the urge that he was fighting against. Yeah. He had been, you know, roared into murder your friends and your anchor. Mm -hmm. And Scott was able to think enough with his front brain to be like, no, I'm not going to do that. And put a physical barrier between himself and his friends. Mm -hmm. So that is incredibly difficult to do. And I'm very, very proud of Scott for doing so. Good job. Good job, kiddo. Congrats. You did it. And shows incredible strength on his part. Mm-hmm. That's character development that I wish I could have seen up front. Mm-hmm. I wish I could have understood it while it was happening. Yeah, totally. But I got to give him like just so much credit and it really shows kind of who he is as a person and what his friends mean to him and the power of the ability and control that he still is able to have. So yay, Scott. Yay, Scott. They also find Dr. Deaton being treated by the medics. He's being so cute and silly. <laughs> oh my God, Deaton. Oh my god <laughs> a little suspicious that you're just suddenly there so weird oh my god so weird and then we get to allison being a girl allison is not happy no 
But we needed, you know, they had to pull in some angst and some conflict in this first season between the lovebirds. Yeah, she's flirting a little with Jackson. She's getting the power up on Lydia. And Scott is just like throwing her feelings under a bus. So like, no, don't call me. My note was like, she's not totally in the wrong here. No, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. Yep. So breaks up with Scotty boy. Bummer. Ouch. Ouch. Indeed. Might be hard for Scott to control his wolf if he doesn't have Allison. Ooh. Uh-oh. Ruh-roh. Yeah. Slam. Close to black. The end. Whatever the theme, whatever the credits are. Yeah, so this is a pretty good example of a bottle episode. Mm-hmm. In the tri- in the biz, which is an episode that has the main cast, a limited main cast who are confined to one location. I say a pretty good example because we do see Allison like outside at her place getting picked up in a car. Yeah. But I'll let it slide. Bottle episodes are usually used as a money saving device. Fair. A really strict definition of a bottle episode is something that's filmed entirely on a pre-built set Mm -hmm. and the school i would call a a standing set like we've seen the school before it exists given that this is like the seventh episode of the first season we're pretty early in the world to have a bottle episode which is why i was like why are we doing like what's the purpose of this episode and we didn't get a ton of character building like it's supposed to be cheap and fast to produce like when you're into your seasons and the studios like we need you to save money and get your shit done so like why are we doing this now but it's a model episode so that's what we're doing i thought it would be interesting to find out what your favorite or to see what some of your favorite bottle episodes are in media if you had any so I, when you asked me this question i had to look it up just to make sure that i knew what a bottle episode was And I went through the lists of like best bottle episodes. Mm. And before the pod, we started talking about like, ooh, I hope we don't pick the same bottle episodes. And I'm like 95% sure that we're not going to pick the same bottle episodes because I know you. But Okay, I wrote down three, but I was only going to talk about one. Same. Shit. So, (laughs) and we're not going to pick the same one. I promise you we're not. So the two from the list that really stuck out at me, there's an episode of Breaking Bad, a very famous one. The fly. Called the fly, where Walt and Jesse are stuck in the lab trying to catch a fly. That is absolutely an example of them running out of time and money and just being like, get on the fucking set and get your shit done. (laughs) Yeah. And then the second one that I was really, that I remembered, I was like, oh yeah, is from Parks and Rec. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Called Leslie and Ron. Yes. Where Ron and Leslie are stuck in the Parks office overnight. Yes. This is the one I did. (laughs) And it's phenomenal because they get to work out their differences and they get to fight and, you know, make up and whatever. But the one I'm going to talk about. Okay. That was the one. If this is Emily's, I'm. No, Leslie and Ron is mine. Oh, thank God. Yeah. The one I'm going to talk about is very, very similar in vibes to, to night school in particular. Okay. And it is from a 90s TV show called Boy Meets World. Oh, no, absolutely not. Okay. And it's from season five. It's kind of towards the end of season five. And it's a spooky kind of Halloween episode called Mm -hmm. And Then There Was Sean. So they talk about it as the scream episode. So Mm -hmm. the main cast is stuck in detention. And 
then like spooky stuff. There's a spooky janitor with like a spooky squeaky card. And then, you know, the red shirt extra in the room gets stabbed with the pencil. And then they're like, oh my God, everything's made of monsters. And a spooky specter is killing the entire main cast. Mm. In okay. like increasingly silly ways, knocking over bookshelves and pushing them off of windows and stabbing them with scissors. And it's very much like a scary, you're trapped in the dark with a monster mm-hmm. and you can't get out because right. the doors have been chained and padlocked shut. You can't get out. I like it. And it turns out that it's a dream because the main couple is broken up and they're fighting and whatever. And the best friend is like, did I do this? Am I the one? killing everybody Mm -hmm. to make sure that the two of you were together am i just fucking it all up Mm, okay and it's definitely a halloween episode it's a tight like 21 minutes it is unbelievable if you have not if you haven't seen boy meets world you should watch it and then there was sean it said the end of season five is an incredible episode and you don't really even need to know anybody to watch it it's a sitcom okay yes i've never seen boy meets world which should surprise nobody no one no surprises no one absolutely nobody cool Excellent. I like it. This is the original, not the reboot, right? Wasn't there a reboot of Boy uh, Meets World? Girl Meets World. It's yes. a sequel. Okay. Sequel, sequel. Okay. Topanga, right? That's the main love interest. Yes. Her name is Topanga. Excellent. I always just remember the name because I was like, that is not a name. That is a location. Yeah. Because there's a character who makes a joke. It's like, Topanga, what kind of a name is that? Sounds like a freeway exit. Yep. <laughs> And I sure remember is. driving on that driving in the car with you in Los Angeles being like, oh, look, it's Topanga. Yep, sure is. <laughs> sure is. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, <laughs> so glad. Well, I remember because like you guys, the reason I watched Parks and Rec. Right. And obviously I am a Ron. Yeah. Which also should surprise nobody. No. The I- other two episodes that I wrote down were Firefly, episode mm. eight, Out of Gas, because I like all nerds loved firefly wished that it had other seasons although i acknowledge that it stands out because it only had one season and didn't have a chance to go downhill yeah but who knows like how it would have done with other seasons right like maybe it would have gone on to be superb in other seasons or maybe it would have gotten weedened and gone terrible i don't know but it's like excellent storytelling in a sci-fi and other genres but you know it's fox and shows go to die at fox and they fucked up also by airing the episodes out of order. Oof. So like this was the eighth episode, but they ran it fifth. Oof. Which is dumb because like Out of Gas is a character episode where you learn more about the backstories of all of the main characters. And it flips between like three different timelines. And if you haven't gotten to know these characters already, then learning about their backstories doesn't matter enough. So if you right. see it. If you are if you are if you do this in episode 5, you don't care enough yet. But yeah, so this is an episode where you get to really like dive into their backstories and how everyone got together all while the main character Mal is basically dying while he's trying to put the ship back together. And it's just really good. So that was the other one I wrote down plus a episode of Community called Cooperative Calligraphy and this So they're all, have you ever seen Community? Oh, yeah. Great. So I think it's a season two episode, and the group is trying to figure out who stole Annie's missing pen. Ah, yes. The purple pen. The purple pen. Yeah. And it starts out as like trying to find a pen and just turns into like a full on investigative test into their like trust in each other. 
but it's also Abed being like, I hate bottle episodes and like meta-ing the shit out of bottle episodes yeah. the way he does. So I thought that was really good. So the episode that I picked for this is, as you mentioned, an episode of Parks and Rec in the seventh and final season called Leslie and Ron, who are the best characters, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> and it it's just an episode where it's been... How far is the flash forward? Four years, I think. Yeah, I think it starts out that way. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, we flash forward a little bit of time and their friendship really has broken down and we don't know why. And in this episode, they get locked in a room together in order to have them fight it out and discover why their friendship has broken down. And it's just it's aside from the first, I don't know, 30 seconds and the last minute, it's a two-hander. It's almost a play of these two great characters and these two amazing actors talking about their friendship and their lives together and their history and their everything. And and that they were, I love it, their work proximity associateships. Yeah, their workplace proximity associates, yes. Yep. And I think it's great because it's so fun. I mean, sitcom it took me a long time to even watch sitcoms because the episodes are so short it was hard for me to get into them especially when you had to watch them week by week right it's like 22 minutes what am i supposed to do with 22 minutes so when streaming came along i could like watch a few episodes at a time and be able to spend more time with characters but in these 22 minutes especially without commercials you could like really feel their lives and history together and how different they are, but how much they both care so fucking much about what they do and about each other, yeah. right? Because especially if you've watched the show, you know that even though Ron is a gruff grump and could actually have sat there doing nothing for 10 hours, he does want to reconcile with Leslie and cares deeply about things, even if he wants to pretend that he doesn't. Yeah. And... Leslie will stop at nothing to solve a problem. And the problem was the breakdown of their relationship. Mm -hmm. And that Ron was like willing to go to her and ask for a job in the federal government. Yeah, because he didn't want to lose her because he wanted to be with his friend. His workplace proximity associate. Yes, because he had lost everyone. Everyone else had left the parks department by that time. Yeah. And he was alone with strangers and before Leslie and before everyone else, that would have been fine. But after them, it wasn't fine. And that's how people can change you even when you don't realize it. Yeah. I loved that. Such a good episode, but not the one I thought you would pick. What did you think I was going to pick? Well, I imagined that somewhere in the verse that there was going to be a bottle episode of the X-Files. There is. It's called Ice. (laughs) It's in the first season. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Perhaps is there a bottle episode of Grey's Anatomy? There is. (laughs) There is. They just don't carry the emotional weight. Yeah. Yeah. They just don't have the like. Is is there a a bottle episode of Buffy? I think so. I think so. I watched Buffy, but I have not rewatched Buffy enough to remember all the episodes. I was a little shocked that uh, X-Files didn't make your list. Gotta gotta tell you. Yeah. So yeah, the X-Files episode is called Ice. And it's set in Antarctica? 
or Alaska. Hey. No, it's in Alaska. It's an early episode, actually. It's like beginning of season one. And they're at like this Alaska outpost and like parasitic life form starts attacking people. And it like, iron- okay, ironically, <laughs> let me turn this into an X-Files episode. Ironically, even though it's a bottle episode, well, it's considered a bottle episode, even though it's not set at a standing set. Like this is, it's not in like their basement office. It's not at the FBI headquarters, but it does exist within one space. It was one of the most expensive episodes created, right? Like they intended it to be to save money because it was in one location. It went way over budget. Mm. probably because they had to go pretend to be in some arctic location and make this like crazy worm thing and yeah all right i'm going to talk about the thing you don't want me to talk about emily what is there a bottle episode of glee Ooh. (laughs) okay i did think about this actually you know what i thought about this question when i decided to to do this and the first thing that i thought of was the school shooting episode yeah because so much of it is set in the choir room yeah isn't there an episode where they get stuck in an elevator there's scenes of them stuck in an elevator gotcha but i think the closest is the school shooting episode because they so much of it is spent unless there's a season six episode is the the shooting episode because they a good portion of it is in the choir room. Fair enough. Fair enough. Blame it on the alcohol. A lot of it is in Rachel's basement, but not the whole thing. No. That would have been a great bottle episode, by the way. To have the whole thing in the basement, yeah. To have the whole thing in the basement. Like, everyone's drunk. We're all sitting here. Mm-hmm. You know, put your keys in the bowl. Yeah, no adults. Yeah. Just the kids. That would have been great. I can talk about the X-Files all day. I know you can. Dude, we were talking like, there's not going to be anything in this episode. It's an hour, 20 minutes, ma'am. <laughs> ma'am. Ma'am. I know. This happens. <laughs> Every time. All right. So as we move towards the end of the episode, it is that time to shout out to all of my giffers who for this particular episode need a, an extra beverage. I was going to say, who's making gifts out of this episode? Of any kind. So if you are making gifts of this episode, here is, this is the episode you're looking for, the segment where I tell you if you are a giffer and you're looking for a specific scene that we tend to gif here in the Teen Wolf fandom, but you can't find the episode, that this is the episode you're looking for. So if you are looking for yet another shot of the Jeep and the Camaro, if you are looking for Scott's whole like monstrous first transformation, if you're looking for a little bit of Staxon, a little bit of like Styles and Jackson doing stuff, if you are looking for anything for a horror AU with like blood and gore and spooky things, if you're looking for, do you want me to say it in Spanish? No. Or any other of Styles's being a sassy goober pants. Or intro shots of Deaton. Mm-hmm. Or conflict between Jackson and Lydia. Or conflict between Scott and Allison. This is the episode you're looking for. Excellent. Good luck color correcting and lightening up those gifts. Oh, God. They're, oh, they're so hard. Some people can do it and they're freaking magicians. And you will all see my valiant attempts on whatever social media this gets plugged to. You will see my attempts, but oof, am I, is it blue? Is mm-hmm. blue. Blue. She blue. She's so blue. 
Well, I guess that's our episode. I guess it is. Four hours later. Thanks for sticking with us, friends. <laughs> we appreciate you. We really do. We got episode eight coming up next. I don't remember it, but I'll watch it. Hold as we on. Do. Hold on, friends. Hold on. Is it a good one? It's not bad. Okay. One eight is lunatic. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So I think really, because you've got lunatic, Wolfsbane, co-captain, formality, and codebreaker. So really, I think night school is kind of the bottom of the roller coaster. Mm. Got it. Got it. Got it. I think we're going to start climbing. Because especially once we get to co-captain, it's going to get real exciting real fast. Excellent. Yeah. It's a short season. There are only 12 episodes. Only 12 episodes. We're going to do it. And we're going to see, we're going to cross our fingers for a swift and equitable end to the WGA and SAG-AFTRA strikes. Yep. Just let artists be artists and pay them what they're worth. Come on, y'all. It's not that hard. I was going to say, it's not that hard. Not that hard. Not that hard. Yep. Pay artists to make art that Mm -hmm. we all adore. Including, by the way, everyone who is cast in this show that we are watching and recapping and love. Mm-hmm. Writers. Like, the writers, too. The writers. Love them or hate them. <laughs> yeah. We're going to love the writers. We're going to love them all. Yep. 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 They work hard. And the assistants who aren't in unions, but I hear you. I see <gasps> you. We hear you. We see you. Your script coordinators and all of the Teamsters on crew. And we love you. And we stand with you. And just pay these artists what they are worth. They are not asking for the moon. They are not asking you to become nuclear physicists. They're just asking you to like let to them live. Earn, to let them earn money to make rent and food. Mm-hmm. Come on, y'all. Come on. Ain't difficult. Well, on that note, if you want to support the pod, <laughs> it seems terrible now. <laughs> well, you can find us on the internet at Phantom on the Rocks. Come say hi. If you want to leave a comment, love it. Subscribe on places where you know how to subscribe. You guys are internet literate. You know how to work this. And uh, yeah, if you want to support the pod, you can find us at patreon.com slash fandom on the rocks. We would love to see you there. There's bonus content of all sorts. Including an episode where I talk for at least an hour and a half about Styles and Derek and yes. give an obscene amount of fic wreck. Yes. We got to do that again. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Shout out to that. Yeah, you'll find that That's My Ship episode there, along with some other ones, and hopefully some upcoming ones as soon as we find people to do them. Might be you. Come talk to us. Might be you. Yeah. So thank you for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode. Oh! You've been listening to Pack Dynamics, a Fandom on the Rocks podcast. For more episodes, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us online at Fandom on the Rocks. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can subscribe to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash fandom on the rocks. Subscribers get access to ad-free content, exclusive bonus episodes, deep diving into fandom, and more. So until next time, keep your pack close. <laughs>